Yo, it's episode 56. Um, I had some, two members of Sincerely, their instrumental math rock band from uh, the Detroit area. Um, they have a show, a headlining show coming up at Dino's, I think? They say it in the episode, but it's in Westland on March 20th, which is a Friday. Um, so check that out if you're into the, uh, the instrumental math rock thing. They're really good. They played me, um, they played me the single that they talked about on this episode. Um, so I got to hear it for you guys. Haha. But it's really good. Check them out. Um, sincerelytheband.com. Um, and yeah, I don't have any shows to promote right now. Uh, well, March 21st, my band Pursuer is playing at New Way Bar in, uh, Ferndale. Um, probably promote that more on the next episode when I know what the other bands are. But March 21st in Ferndale, New Way Bar. Check that out. Enjoy the episode. Okay, we're good now. Cool. So, Sincerely is the band. Um, is it just you two? Uh, r- our drummer's name is Robbie. Yeah. Okay. Robbie Hadley. And, uh, yeah, we uh, had some other like uh, people that were jam with us. It's always kind of been uh, like Brad and I that... Um, we're like kind of we like started the band together and then I uh, had some demos and then kind of like um, jammed with some drummers and then had another guitarist and uh, yeah we were like the main but we actually recently just um, uh, Robbie he's been jamming with us for the past year or so and um, he like went out with us to record t- uh, our most recent song and yeah, he's, he's kind of been uh, jam with us, and uh, he's definitely killing it. And because we uh, didn't have a drummer for a while as well, so he yeah. helped us out. So it can be difficult, I feel like, when there's not set members. Yeah. You know. Also, uh, mm-hmm. not uh, not to forget, uh, our buddy Gage uh, was playing guitar, and uh, yeah, he's been been playing with us for about a year, well. also. Yeah. How long have you two? Like, have you guys, but you two kind of always been like the main. Like kind of foundation of the band yeah yeah he oh. he like wrote the demos and i wrote some bass to it and then we went from there okay cool that was, it was a it was a while ago now yeah it's kind of crazy took a while to kick things by. off you know yeah yeah some bands like you'll see you know it some bands will actually just get things going really quickly and then other bands will seem to get going really quickly, but mm-hmm. you don't see all the stuff that's happening. It's been a slow burn for yeah. us, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we, the first EP that we wrote called Sweet Talk, it, um, those demos we had worked on for a while, and then it took forever for us to get it recorded. And um, then even after we recorded, it took forever to uh, like get the mixes and master and finally release it. It was like almost a year that had went by, and then it takes us forever to write music in general, but... It's uh, it's when you look back, like I, I yeah. see the dates on some of the old demos. And I was like, damn, that was all the way back in like yeah. 2015 when that first one. See, it took us like a year before we re- recorded, yeah, release stuff. Did you always have the intention of sort of like commercializing it, or were you just kind of like jamming to jam at first and then? I mean, we put everything out pretty much for free, or you can stream it for free yeah. and. I mean, uh, I just in terms of like just starting with just us jamming it, and then um, like I guess the intention was always to kind of like start a band, yeah, and like, um, like play, play out, type out thing, right, yeah, yeah, do shows and right. So um, yeah, I mean, but 
for the most part, we were kind of just like, we wanted to release it just so we had like some kind of, I guess, record of the stuff we had been working on. But um, yeah. it's always been kind of just us writing like the kind of music that we like listening to and uh, yeah, just kind of have fun with it. Yeah, that's the way to go. That's definitely what it is. It's kind of like whatever we write, we kind of write. It's not like yeah, trying to sound like anything per yeah, se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and actually, like, um, that, uh, like when we first started, like one of the uh, main things is because we we were in a band before. It was like a metalcore band, sweet, uh, or metalcore-ish, I guess. Um, yeah. And then, like, yeah, you judge how metal a band is by like how legible their font is i feel oh, like yeah. yeah like the less you can read it the more hardcore they probably I think, are i think the the first uh like band shirts we had made in high school we oh, used yeah. like the fucking crazy grindcore letters. yeah yeah but it was like yeah. hot pink on like a baby blue yeah. shirt oh dope. it was it was uh we were kind of going wild. the like uh i rest the bear ones kind of route in terms of like it's heavy but it has kind of like the colors and like silliness yeah yeah like um, a lot of stuff that doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But, uh, but yeah, the, like the so just the way that band ended, um, there it just had been we'd gone through like different iterations of like kind of renewing it, and then it kind of like you know going on hiatus or whatever. And so uh, when that finally like ended, uh, some years kind of passed by, and uh, I was like the next music project or whatever band i definitely want to make sure that like having fun is like the number one priority because yeah um you know it kind of like uh to me that that's like the main thing you know just Mm -hmm. if if you're not enjoying it or if it feels like a job or you know you're like resentful about doing it then um you know do something else yeah you're in the wrong situation like i was just on a recent episode i was talking to somebody about that like sometimes people find themselves in bands where they have to sacrifice so much of why they're playing music in the first place just to be a part of a band yeah like i would i made some mistakes like that at first because i just wanted to be in a band so badly that it's i was just settling for the first thing that came along right you know what i mean it was just Mm -hmm. just like any bad relationship if you're doing that it's not gonna be good yeah you know like you might get lucky but most often more often than not like you need to like be more careful and like figure out in this sense like musically like find people whose influences are going to match up or at least with what they're playing you know what what you guys play when you come together you're not feeling like you know well i don't really like this so much but i'm playing in a band like where's the fun in that yeah you know i completely agree did you guys like grow up in the same area like playing together or yeah we went to high school together and yeah we kind of came up together playing music where are you guys uh from from westland yeah like Oh, okay. Yeah. Was there uh when you guys were in high school and stuff, did you guys go to local shows and things like that or Yeah, uh they used to throw uh these shows at a skating rink. Um Modern? I remember this place called Modern Skate Park used to have a bunch of shows. What was what's that rink even called? I don't even know. I'm totally drawing a blank. Like you could ask me any other time, I'd tell you exactly what it is. But I'm totally <laughs> they used to throw blank. shows there, and we used to go. They were like the every rack? other weekend. Or oh, or cool! Stuff. And it rack? was it was big. No, no. Oh, Skateland. Skateland. Is oh, Skateland. Yeah. <laughs> like the easiest name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so obvious. But and and then going to the Modern Exchange, and um, I had like other other brothers that older brothers that went to sh- concerts and mm. took me and stuff so 
and then actually there was this coffee shop like right next to our high school that uh like all of our friends would go to after um school and yeah, karma coffee shop yeah and then brad actually started booking some shows there for like First, like, acoustics. They would have, like, open mic nights, so, like, acoustic. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> we ended up doing metalcore shows there. Yeah. and um, After hours. And the owners <laughs> were super cool, but it was Sweet. it was pretty gnarly. It was pretty... Yeah. It was a good time. How did you... Did you work there or something? Or well, we I hung out there a lot and just got to know them, and then yeah. we uh, they let me book shows there, yeah. and it started to go our, well, our so we there, kept yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. They they closed, but they reopened, and they're, they're still in Wayne. Oh, it's gotcha. a karma coffee shop. Great, great place for right. food and coffee. Free advertising. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys? Uh, have you guys been on any tours or anything like that? No, uh, we just played our first like out of state show, um, like the th- January third this year. Oh, really? We went, went to Chicago, played um, with Adventure, and I met a Yeti and stuff. Yeah, we'd, we'd really like to tour. Um, it's definitely something we're aiming yeah. for, but we got to get some com- some other stuff in line first. Like, we need to get a van. I mean, I, I guess yeah. we, did, we did actually rent a van for yeah. um, when we went to Chicago, but... It's just the logistics of, yeah. of things you got to figure out. And yeah. Both have full-time jobs, so that makes it kind of yeah. difficult as well. Yeah, I have a full-time job, too. I think the way to do it is weekenders. That's what we were thinking, yeah, too. Yeah, little short, shorter runs is yeah. definitely efficient. This it's is kind like, of like our dipping our toes in the water by doing the Chicago run. Just yeah. To, uh, everything went well. It was a great show. Like, yeah. We had a blast. The venue was awesome. But it was definitely good. I think we'll be doing those more often and um, just trying to, like, maybe the few areas or states around. Yeah. Here. Well, dude, I feel like it's it just makes more sense when you're starting out, too, to play Weekenders because you're... You're trying to maximize your exposure in in new markets, right? So, like, yeah, doing that on a Friday and Saturday in new markets is is better than hitting them on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, doing a bunch of weekenders, you're probably playing to more people overall than say like doing like two week long tours or something where right. but you're playing a bunch of new places in the middle of the week. Well, yeah, like week shows in general are like always just kind of frustrating to me. Even like huge bands or huge artists that I love and like would want to see them yeah i need to like i said it way in advance on my calendar to see them but then it's on a tuesday and the day like the day comes up i'm like oh, i gotta like you know i'm gonna be out till like 12 you know at the earliest and i gotta work the next day and it's just yeah. a pain. so it's like i mean anyone who comes to our shows that are on kind of tuesdays it's like i'm extra appreciative because i know how much of a pain it is yeah when i like love the band it's one of my favorite bands yeah i yeah i mean when you're in a band early on you don't want to say no to things at first but it's i mean i don't know i've played a a handful of like weekday shows and it's almost like is it even really that worth it (laughs) sometimes like not to knock the people who put us on or anything like you know Mm -hmm. but it's it's you want people to come out and i feel like sometimes it's just a tough ask to get people out to a show on like a wednesday right you know like what's what's the incentive for the showgoer? You know, like if they're gonna be out that late, I don't know. It's so, just much. I don't better. know. Sometimes though, I do like a nice a nice weekday show. I'm not gonna lie, kind of spice up the work week. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, if I you appreciate can, that. If like if if they time it well and it's not like five bands, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they're smart about it, they can get it started early. It, in the summer, I am way more willing. I think just because like it's so cold, you know, during the winter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, 
it's dark and you're trying to go to, like walk like a mile to your car and it's like in a sketchy area everything like, i do is a means to get back into my bed yeah right so how long have you guys been playing um under as sincerely that's a good question Our first show was i want to say 2017 i could totally be off by a year or more by that but yeah something like that uh okay so yeah, I mean we the, don't play like a ton of shows. We maybe play like yeah. seven, eight shows a year, maybe give yeah. or take. I don't know. It's it's kind of been um, kind of scattered just because when you first start, like you were saying, you know, you'll take any shows. We were like the first show that we played was like one of the sickest like opportunities because uh, we played with a lot like birds and oh really yeah That's it was dope. Just, yeah like our um, they were great. It, it was just like a super cool opportunity and um i was kind of like fangirling out on that a little bit how did that especially happen? our first show uh john collier booked them and um it's like cthulhu entertainment or whatever and he just asked us to play at we've done a lot of shows with yeah. him i mean oh, okay. he, the a lot of the bands that he books are kind of like the same like market or genre that that we kind of are like a lot of the same listeners. So. Yeah. Yeah, I will say he like um I feel like he really tries to the shows he books like uh get a good combination like if the people are going to see this they'll like these other bands that are on it especially when he's adding like local bands to the show. So Yeah. To his credit and um it was really cool of him like that was our first show. I we might have had music out at the time. We I maybe not, but like just I feel like he kind of took like a risk or, you know, like a shot in the dark by having us on that show, which is yeah. really cool. And yeah. um, it kind of gave us momentum to, like, some other cool sh- shows after that. So Yeah. Where was that at? It was that Tangent Gallery in Detroit. Okay. It's like an art gallery slash pretty sweet. showroom. They do a lot of different uh, stuff there. Yeah. There's, like, a bar in it. So That's a band I wish I would have seen was a lot of, like, Birds when they had Kurt Travis. Oh, was Kurt yeah. Travis on the lineup then? Uh, I know no, this like, was, no. this is their... right after Divisi. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, still, I mean, cool. I got but to see him when Kurt was still in the band, the No Place uh, tour. Oh, was, really? It was it was awesome. He's such a beast, dude. Yeah, I wanted to see Royal Coda too oh, when yeah. when they were I on tour. Saw them recently, and they were, dude, they were awesome too. Yeah, it was great. Well, Sergio was killing it. Yeah, well, I saw Sergio play once. I saw Idola at the Loving Touch one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they fucking killed it. I think we we opened that show, uh, yeah. dude. If I you did, like, I, I was gonna did. say I might have seen you guys. Like, because now yeah. now now that we're talking about this, like the name sincerely kind of sounds familiar. Are you guys instrumental? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> I definitely have seen you like twice. I think yeah. just at different shows at like Loving yeah. Touch. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure those are those shows John was booking. Like, okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because it was like you guys and like Andres, I think, and then mm-hmm. Idola. Yeah, yeah, I was, was there. That <laughs> was a good one. That yeah, was an awesome show. Yeah. Okay. So now, now this makes a lot of sense. Me and my buddy were watching your guys' set because we both are all into that stuff. Dance Gavin Dance, big Dance Gavin Dance fans. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And you guys had a lot of cool, uh, a lot of cool movements to your songs and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I just gotta say. Kurt era dance Kevin dance is oh, the yeah. best dance Kevin dance. Oh yeah, dude. Sure. Hands down, hands down. I would agree. Death Star and and uh, happiness, happiness are just so uh, dope. So I mean, the mothership is really, really, really good. 
I think. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to say. Like, if someone likes that more, I'm not like, what? You know? <laughs> I, I, I totally get it. But I still like... Uh, I just like Kurt Travis's voice. It's yeah. so unique. It is. Not that Tillian's isn't. But it's right. just... <laughs> I just happen to like I feel like I connect more with it. Or, like... I yeah. don't know how to explain it. Like, she had a little more soul. Yeah. More. Well, Tillian's, it's a more of, like, a pop thing. There's yeah, that one meme I mean, where yeah, someone's, definitely. like... Or someone said... Uh, uh johnny brought the soul um kurt brought the funk and tillian brought the pop or something yeah like that. <laughs> yeah dude one time speaking of johnny craig i saw uh i was at war tour one year when he was called that guy out dude, to yes! fight him. yeah dude that <laughs> was stage, so funny yeah he called this guy out by his twitter handle yeah oh, on man. stage at warp tour when he was with emerosa and i remember that emerosa was fucking killing it too and all of a sudden, in between songs, he's like, eh, blah, 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 I'll beat your ass. I was like, bro, just play the show. <laughs> I th- dude, I think uh, Closure in Moscow played, like, yeah. right before or after them or something. And, then, and the dude was, like, fucking wearing, like, a cape and shit. Yeah, and they had, like, the was, vocal. It was, dude, like, I all tell- sparkly and stuff. Yeah. And, like, in between every song, he had, like, this weird vocal effect. Like, he never, you never heard his actual, like, speaking voice. Right. It would, dude. Closure Moscow is one of my favorite bands. Yeah, that had the chance to like see them. Saw them with Dance Gavin Dance, I think. No, Thank You Scientists. It was like Thank You Scientists and Closure Moscow. Dance Gavin Dance might have actually been on that show. I don't remember. Is that St. Andrews? But it was. I think I missed that one. Good old time. Good old time. But so basically, so you guys get the show with a lot like birds, and then you kind of just like merge that into some other good shows basically and then how did yeah. that all culminate into Bloodfest? uh well we we applied as the last blood fest that's uh we i mean we just applied and got accepted but yeah. uh Bloodfest is like something that i've been going to since i think 2007 i went to to it was like the second or third one they did it at that skateland yeah in our in westland and uh I don't know. I thought it was cool that we got to play the last year. Um, yeah. It's really cool because it like that was the summer festival like went to growing up, you know? Right. I never even like, I'm like late to the party on a lot of this stuff. I didn't really know about it, but yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's in the house pretty far. Yeah. Well, it's surprising cause I'm from Linden, oh, which is really? like Linden Fenton. It's not far from Howell. Right. It's just North. Maybe. Yeah. Technically it's in, it's more really in Heartland. It's, it's so close yeah. to Heartland and like I, went to Heartland all the time when I was when I was in high school. Right. I just I don't know. I was just seriously an airhead <laughs> for so long when it came well, to just like th- things of local music. Mm-hmm. I was just I don't know, just didn't know anything about it. Didn't know like all yeah. of these local shows or like I would hear about local yeah. shows, just never knew never went to any of them for whatever reason. I've right. just been kind of an introvert. But in like the last couple of years as I've been like trying to actually play music in the scene i've been you know forcing myself <laughs> to kind of reach out, out to, to more people yeah but I, uh, I think that's a thing that's really helped me with like learning about new music and communities of people who mm-hmm. listen to certain music is like kind of being in a band and like mm-hmm. yeah exploring like routes f- for for our own music and finding like new awesome stuff that's out there that i've never heard of before yeah it's like you when know. you see people think out of the box in like one way it kind of helps you uh i guess 
um, it kind of shows that uh, you could do something different, and um, I guess it it shows that the box can be thought outside of, if that makes any sense. So yeah. and that allows kind of inspires you to maybe think outside of the box in like a different way. And uh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, there's been bands where even like local shows or bands around um, our area that I didn't even know about, and then. I saw them at a show and I had never heard of them. And then they like blew me away because they were super sick. Like we're playing a show with uh, Bave coming up and um, they're a band from out here. I'd never heard of them. They're a two piece and called set, Bave. Yeah. They're set, yeah, so heard of that. yeah. They're, they're awesome. It's like a two piece math rock. Oh, it's dope. Self-proclaimed scary jazz. <laughs> scary jazz. It's uh it's pretty good. I'm I'm real excited to see them. Um what was I gonna say? Yeah, like and like your hope as a band is to be that band that like no one's heard of that people get excited about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just as like when you're in a band you, you start to learn all these other things. Like I can relate just from being in a band that we just got we played at the Loving Touch on you know, on Friday. Nice. And a lot of people probably didn't know us, but we just got lucky. We're on a good show, and now hopefully we're trying to like push the momentum of that into more shows. You know what right. I mean? But I think it's definitely how it works. And my my experience is like you get to know people, and people, you know, get to see you, get to know you, and yeah, and, and you know, it goes from there. Hopefully, you actually can take advantage of those opportunities too, because like every band's gonna have bad shows. Oh, like right. Here and there. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, so sure. it would suck to, like, <laughs> finally, like, I was so nervous because it was an audio tree show that we did. And oh, I, I was cool. like, if we fuck this up, because it was, like, my first show with this new band that I just joined, I was like, if we mm-hmm. fuck this up, it's really going to suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I'd rather fuck up, like, a house show or oh, something. Right. And, yeah. you know, those are almost, like, practice shows. Yeah. Not that, I mean, every yeah. show you try to do your best, you know, et cetera, but. Yeah, it's different at. Well, like if you're playing at the loving touch, loving touch per se, compared to like a basement, just the sound quality is so much different. You can yeah. hear everything. You mess up. Yeah, the basement basement dampens that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, just the environment kind of like fucks with your perception of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Like I've even bands that um, are like huge bands. If I'm at a show and maybe like um, they're playing, I'm like, this is they're like playing absolutely perfect and then i see like a video of that thing of the show that i watched i'm like maybe hearing some notes or like the messing up in some spots i'm like I, I couldn't even tell like i can tell when i'm watching it because you can hear that they're wrong but like it, it's something about like uh the environment or i guess just like you're connecting and watching it I, yeah it's like, in so the, maybe in the it moment. blurs that out a little bit or like uh your perception of it is slightly different yeah like i I'm really like a huge stickler. I don't like playing house shows compared to playing venues. Yeah. But one thing I do like about playing house shows is that if I fuck up, I don't, I feel comfortable just like literally sometimes I'll change the lyrics to like, oh, wrong chord. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just like, I'll talk about the fact that I messed up, like yeah. in the context of the song sometimes. And it's more of like an intimate sort of like, you know, that people don't really care. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's more just about being there. Whereas, like, I treat playing venues as more of, like, a... Not that I ever want it to feel like business, but, you right. know, you take it more seriously. 
because yeah. it's more eyes and more potential for like the right people to be seeing you you know what i mean yeah i've i've gone to a lot of like awesome house shows but like there's just something about playing like a smaller venue that's packed yeah like if you get 20 people into a basement it feels way cooler than 20 people at like a bar you know yeah and at least for those 20 people it's like intimate and like you can be in the moment and have that sort of like community you know yeah and even like when you play like like small small venues you know like it's it's cool it's cooler i'd rather pack out a small joint yeah dude okay so the you ever heard of the band arkells i've heard Mm. of them so i'm not super familiar out there they're like this indie rock pop rock band from canada but they have like the best lives ever basically because in canada they're huge like they play they can play like arenas in canada when they come to the United States, they'll play like St. Andrews or like the Majest- the Magic Stick or the Majestic now because they're slowly getting bigger in the U.S. Yeah. But for a while, like they would, that was their fan base in the U.S. was clubs, you know, and like mm-hmm. places like the Loving Touch. And in Canada, they're just this arena rock act. So it's like depending on what their fucking mood is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like they can do both. I mean, they're they're a sweet band too. They definitely have like right. earned it. But yeah. I think I agree with what you're saying, though. I think my favorite, not that I have like a lot of experience to choose from, but like, so my favorite thing so far has, has been playing like the Loving Touch and the Blind Pig. I love playing the Blind Pig. You yeah, know? the Blind Pig is pretty cool. That's a good, that's a good ass time over there. Spent some nights, some nights there. Yeah. <laughs> What's been like your guys' favorite place to actually play? My vote would be for probably the Loving Touch. Just, Loving Touch is pretty great. Pretty yeah. great. Um, uh, the Sanctuary is Sanctuary very cool. Is cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a great venue. Um, I like the Loving Touch just because it's like in uh, kind of like a downtown area where like a lot of people are at. Are at. There's like kind of bars that are like kind of outside. There's one right next to it. Yeah, I mean, you know. And, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I just some of the places. I guess. Uh, I, I, whenever I think about shows, I just kind of think about since I go to other shows, um, how do I explain? Like thinking about how it is for those people going to our shows mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, it always makes me feel better if it's like less of a hassle for them to get to it. Like if they have to pay parking and then walk like a super far away. I mean, I mean, right. it's a lot that they're like kind of doing that to go see the show, but like, the reason I like the Loving Touch is because it's in an area to where, like, it's a really cool venue that is uh, kind of small, has, like, the intimate part, I think. Sounds great. Sounds great. Um, in, like, a downtown area, and it's clean, like, yeah. to me, like, clean yeah. venues is kind of, like, a yeah. it's big difference. Blind Pig is pretty much meets that description, too. Yeah. I, I, I love both of them honestly blind pick they've cleaned up a lot too i don't know if if you've been there recently been there but like i haven't been there in a while the bar have you been there since like they took the they remodeled the bar so you know like when you walked in there they have like the they basically took the top off the bar and like put a new bar on it and everything so okay. it feels way more opened up it's, cool. it's just nicer there now and it sounds way well, i mean they redid the sound a few years ago yeah but it just sounds really really good both those places loving touch is my favorite though Nice. Having played it now, it's it's we got to, my favorite place. We got to play like a benefit show uh, around Christmas time at Dime. Oh yeah, Underground. 
It's a, mm, that place it's, is a, cool. it's a music school in Detroit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is it but, like right downtown? Like, yeah. Okay. Because I walked yeah. it, like off of, right off of Woodward, right? Isn't where like the actual music uh, school is? I don't, I can't I remember don't offhand, remember, but it is like right downtown. It's okay. Like, I think right next to campus, Martius. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it says, it says dime like yeah. on the freaking yeah. big, you know, big lights and everything. Bro, right? they have a, the, the parking structure down there that's like the dime parking structure it's just so uh like short like the I feel like it's lower each, than the ceiling. each floor is so short oh yeah it's it's wild it's uh <laughs> i mean great craftsmanship and engineering though because it works yeah <laughs> i'm just saying it's, it's, like it's gonna collapse like any minute but <laughs> so do you guys it is efficient with the space i suppose do you guys have as far as like recorded stuff well, first of all, like what all is out there in terms of like albums, EPs, kind of thing. So we we have our we have two EPs. Our first one is uh, Sweet Talk, and our second one is called Good Stuff, which we put out last October. October, I think. Okay. Um, was it? They're each five songs. Yeah. Um, the rec- recording process. Like, did you guys have? Did you guys go into a studio to do that? Did you do it homemade? The first EP was kind of like a mix of that. Not at our home, but um, our uh, buddy Kurt, he recorded us. Our first EP, Sweet Talk, uh, we recorded the drums in a studio, kind of a smaller studio in, um, uh, is it Royal Oak? Somewhere down there. And um, then we recorded the guitars and bass at his house, just in his, like, mom's house like spare room (laughs) sweet yeah any like recording experience or just kind of like do it yourself trial and error him uh, kurt oh right uh, okay yeah uh, he's he's been doing stuff for a while yeah he uh he lives in uh washington but he records bands and oh sweet he he definitely uh was experienced yeah and then our our second ep we went um to record with adam uh I want to say it's, I always mess it up, Shikoki, I want to say. Yeah, Timber Studios in New Jersey and Sh- Bayonne. Sh- Shikoki, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Polish. He has a Polish last name. You went to New Jersey for it, though? It's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's he's great. He's a, a high-energy guy, really helped us push a lot of the songwriting yeah. and stuff. Did you guys have him in mind for a particular reason? Like, did he work on some stuff that you admired? He, yeah, he worked um, on a on a few bands that uh, that I listened to a lot, like In Angles in New Jersey, like okay, um, a lot of kind of post hardcore band. Um, he did some work for Lobby Boxer, mm-hmm. which was like uh, emo mathy stuff. Um, and that's how I had heard of him, and we hit him up and talked to him, and um, everything seemed cool. Yeah, and we just kind of went with him. He uh, he plays drums in the band Gatherers, okay. so we actually had him record the drums on that EP and help us write. Mm. Oh, sweet! Uh, the drums, and he yeah. really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he killed it. He yeah. Has that been like a pretty like useful tool to find a drummer to play with, kind of thing, or like since like you had like a, yeah. a studio like a producer write drums for your record, basically. So like mm-hmm. the drums that if someone were to see you live, is that they pretty truthful not are they pretty like like the pretty true to like what's on the record or does so the that, drummer kind of like add EP, their own flair 
That EP, yeah. we actually, the good stuff, good stuff EP, out like three of those songs, maybe four, like one of them we had half a song that we weren't working on, or it was, these, these songs had been written over kind of a long period of time, and so some of them were, were when we still had a drummer that drummed on our first EP, mm-hmm. uh, so they were kind yeah. of written, and then some okay. songs we hadn't written yet, but um, when we went and recorded with Adam and he did drums, we kind of like... Um, took some of the stuff uh, that the previous drummer had written and then maybe like worked some other things. Um, yeah. Cause we kind of written like when we go to the studio, we, we pretty much prepare pre-pros. And at that time uh, we did everything on guitar pro and okay. We like Hats digitally off, yeah. made the drums <laughs> of the like for guitar what pro. we wanted, you know? Yeah. So we had that basis and I think it's like anytime we go to the studio, it's like you get there and you're listening to things and like maybe you have an idea you didn't have before or somebody mm-hmm. else does. Yeah. And you kind of build off of that. And, and, uh, that's one of the main it's reasons. Like the, the really real production. Yeah. So, like, I, uh, I'll, I'll explain like what my process is. I was going to earlier because you said that you guys take a long time with songwriting and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't do pre production necessarily, but, I take so long to record the music that like, it's kind of like built into it. Cause I feel like the point of pre-production is to like have something to hear it so that you can, you know, pick out the flaws, iron out the things that are wrong and like right. Im- make improvements where you need it. But like, I just kind of, I write most of it myself except for the drums. So like I'll have, I'll get the drums down with my drummer and then we'll record that. And then I'll just go instead of like going into the studio in like a chunk of like three, four days to just do it all. Mm -hmm. I'll just get like one or two days at a time. And then I'll go and just do like one thing based on like, you know how I'm feeling then. And then I'll take another, take a month, two months before I go back and I'm just listening to it constantly, you know? And then like it, the song slowly writes itself and grows like over time kind of thing. For sure. Yeah. And I wasn't sure, like, if you guys, when you go into the studio, um, is it just you two going, or is have you brought other members with you? Well, we just recorded um, a single a couple weeks ago, and Robbie came and recorded drums with us. Uh, He wrote a lot of great stuff. And uh, the three of us knocked the song out, but it took, like, 14 hours or something yeah yeah super long session we flew out or they drove i flew and then red flew back but we were just going out like we needed it it had been a while since like we're trying to get uh since it takes us so long to write stuff and release stuff we're trying Mm -hmm. to like get more on the game and as opposed to like waiting till we have um you know a bunch of songs going recording all at once just kind of doing smaller trips and getting stuff so we can release more regularly and um i don't know, just kind of get stuff out there yeah because uh, by the time we uh had released good stuff our last one it's music that we had actually all of our both of our eps by the time we actually end up releasing it, it we're kind like of like six months since after we recorded yeah it. we're more geeked about the stuff that we're writing when it comes out oh uh, yeah to. yeah yeah so um it's kind of a good thing to yeah. keep yourself keep the wheel turning yeah. now yeah, so we recorded that single. I think we're on a good, we're on like a good pace now. Like we have a single, yeah. and then we have a couple songs that are 
in the pretty, works. Pretty close. We're going to book some more time. I think we're kind of getting better at, like, um, uh, what's the word to use? Like, we're getting better at the process, like, being more disciplined about the writing process. Maybe, like, and, efficient with your... Yeah, like, not forcing ourselves to... Not yeah. forcing the creativity out, but, like... Um, I mean, I, I have an issue with, like, kind of being a perfectionist about stuff. You were mentioning, like, listening to it over and over again when yeah. you're in the pre-pro. Yeah. Like, before we go and record, or in, I try to, like, because the biggest thing that gives me anxiety is you record something, and then right after that you think of, like, this awesome tiny thing that you difference that, like, makes it way cooler yeah. now, or just this extra thing. So I get obsessed, and I'll on the way to mm. work before I go to bed. I'm just listening to it over and over again, the pre-pros or recordings of us. Yeah, and I totally agree with what you're saying about like it starts to flesh itself out because I'm listening to it, and then every time I hear, it, I'm like, okay, that's the thing that I, that needs to change, I, or you know, I don't like what I'm doing there. And yeah. then I go home af- after work and I make those adjustments, and it's kind of like rinse and repeat over and over again. And it's wild to think about like once you're actually quote unquote done with the song because like even when i'm done with the song in the studio i'm gonna play it differently live there's gonna be like little things i change here and there but it's wild to think about how many versions truly existed to lead up to that one thing that people are going to hear because like for the most part they hear two versions of it the record and the live version you know but there's like if you count every time you change something as a version there's like hundreds since Um, we started using the guitar pro uh for the last ep uh and i was doing bounces from it i i would truly see how many versions as opposed to before because oh really file it and then it's like a new number it's like new version oh yeah yeah so yeah i definitely definitely (laughs) know what you mean i was go ahead go ahead I was gonna say, like throughout the music that we we've released, I like you at you asked us uh, if we're the only people who would like go and record the DPs, and like that's pretty much been true. But we've had a, a few other people like help us write a lot of like help us with the song ideas. Like Brandon and Jeff were our our, our guitarists and bassists, and they helped drummer. write. Yeah, drummer. Sorry, <laughs> guitarist and drummer. But they helped us write some stuff. Uh, some of the songs for good stuff and then like we changed them a lot but mm. uh and then with like the new stuff we're writing we have robbie um and gage who's been kind of like filling in for us he was helping helping yeah. us uh write some stuff and i think really we've just been kind of blessed to be surrounded by like talented people yeah Honestly, yeah, that's like that. something I'm pretty grateful for. Yeah, dude, I feel that for sure. It's like um, playing with them, like other people, and kind of getting their input. It, not only like have they contributed like some really sick stuff to the songs, but also like um, it kind of I think like working together on stuff kind of like unlocks potential within yourself. Just like um, by like being around other people or like they're unlocking stuff within them and you're unlocking stuff within yourself. And, um, you there's know, definitely some, been cool. something about being creative with other people and like kind of intertwining when you're mm-hmm. creating music or like if we're going to practice like the set for shows or something, but we like, we warm up, we jam something, but that ends up like sounding super cool or whatever. Yeah. It's like those kind of moments that, that like make it all, uh, yeah, like fun yeah. you know like yeah. being in that moment of of the song that you're playing like that's the that's what i want i yeah. feel like jamming is 
I, I feel like in terms of a band practice, I want to say there's almost more jamming that happens. A, lot, a majority of that jamming being stuff that we'll like never use or we'll never use for stuff, but it's like a lot of really cool things. And, um, yeah. cause like if they, we practice at my house and, um, you know, I might be playing guitar and then like, they kind of like come in like as they get there and then like, mm-hmm. you know, Gage has been playing guitar with us. He'll be playing guitar with me and we're jamming some stuff. Then Brad will come or Robbie will come and then like, it's slowly kind of adding these things. We That's kind of tight. <laughs> Be sweet to have like a recording of that, just like slowly piling on. Yeah, <laughs> piece by piece. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So I asked uh, when I had Saving Throw on here, I yeah. uh, I asked them this question, but I kind of want to see what your guys take on it because one, I don't remember what their answer was. It was so long ago, but like we have to refer. Yeah, <laughs> so like being in a uh, an instrumental band, obviously, like it's I'm. <laughs> And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is just like my theory. So it seems to me like there wouldn't be as big of a market for it, but mm-hmm. maybe the people who do come to those shows are more like, it's more concentrated, I would say. Yeah. So like yeah. maybe there's like less out there because like it, the market can almost be oversaturated with, you know, the more like standard type acts Right. that I'm wondering if, do you guys feel like it's almost like a benefit to be in, to be more of a niche type thing to where like the shows you're playing are more concentrated. Like there's not as many, um, not really sure what the word is, but it's just, it's right. like I said, it's, okay. it's more concentrated. You know what People I'm saying? People are looking for it. Yeah. yeah. We'll find it. Yeah. 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 I think it's sort of true. Like, um, I don't know. We've had like modest success in terms of like reaching like a, a decent sized audience, like nothing crazy, but, um, like most of our monthly like listeners and stuff are not from Detroit, right? From this area. Yeah the the bands that are kind of like the instrumental, like you're saying, there is kind of that uh, concentrated people that listen to it. I think, um, especially when it comes to like math rock type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're. I feel like especially fans of that stuff are kind of always wanting more like they're trying to find more bands because yeah they kind of scratch that itch yeah so i think in that way has been beneficial to us um because um i think like when pe- people that are into instrumental things um I, I mean you just like know the type of people that are really into music and they cut they're like appreciating music of all types and yeah it's like uh kind of it's like ener- it gives them energy by finding new music and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's something that they really enjoy. So I think that um, we might be appealing to people kind of like that where they like the different kinds of stuff and they like finding more uh, niche type thing sounds or whatever. Yeah. But that being said, there are a lot of bands that are instrumental and that kind of like math, rocky, air quotes, like post-hardcore type stuff yeah. so um it, it, it we've kind of benefited from both like the people that yeah. are into it check us out but um you know there's also like people that are finding us through like random means yeah yeah that was was uh being an instrumental band was that like a conscious decision or was it did you ever try finding a singer yeah or did yeah, you just, we definitely looked um did you like at one point decide that you're not gonna look anymore you just want to be an instrumental band 
it just was holding everything up. Like the first EP <laughs> was written with the intention of having vocals to it. Hmm. Um, but I, I'm not a vocalist. I suck at singing and writing melodies for it. I feel like every time I've tried, it's, it's like cheesy lyrics or like, <laughs> I right. just, it's not my uh, forte, but um, when the first EP was intended to have lyrics, but then are intended to have vocals, but it took forever for us to get out. We were looking for vocal a vocalist and then trying people out, and it just we didn't want to just like slap something on top of it. We wanted it to like uh, it feel like it's the vocals it. were like another instrument yeah. per se, like adding their own yeah, thing. Like and it's it, sort of natural sounding. Or... Yeah, and that just it wasn't seeming right, so we it, it just was holding everything up, and instead of like waiting forever. We find like, what if we just re- released instrumental? Um, you know, we uh, we were saw saw that other bands, you know, people are into instrumental stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so, it, it, honestly, it was one of those things to where like, we're we're honestly kind of like, it, it would be sick to have success, and like we're thankful that like anyone's even listening to our stuff. But yeah, honestly, like we kind of just wanted to like just get something out there. It was more of like a just a. Uh, can we do it kind of thing just like trying to see it to its completion and so uh, the vocals were holding up for for so long we just did that and then um, it kind of just fell on the back burner and we were just writing music and and at that point we're like we don't don't know if we're gonna find a vocalist so then we started writing stuff that's like a little bit more complex which Mm -hmm. might make the vocals even harder to add on yeah so then we kind of that's what's so great about a lot like birds dude what was that? That's what's so great about a lot yeah. like birds. Oh yeah, they is it. that it could completely be fine with no vocals. Yeah, but they, it just sorry, it totally just any you. little isolated. You just listen to the drums by itself, the bass by itself, like yeah. all of it is just killing it the whole time. But yeah, so I I totally get that though. So now that you have you have you kind of closed the door on ever having a vocalist, or do you feel like you'd be uh, open we, in the right situation? <laughs> We've been flirting with it, you know. I I don't want to I don't want to say too much about it, but we we're gonna feel it out. We, yeah. we want to do things naturally. I don't want anything to be like forced, you know. Right, I mean, right. We're already kind of an established instrumental band, so yeah. I feel like there's not a need to like push it so mm-hmm. hard. Well, to that point, and I I forgot to say this um, is we the idea we had when we just released instrumental was like. Um, we don't want to force it like he was saying and just maybe by getting our because the hardest part was to find a vocalist uh, without them really hearing our sound or what we sound like so it was like a hard sell to even find anyone and we had no mm. like name or anything like that if that even yeah, matters yeah 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 know? yeah but like so it was hard to even vocalists we really want it's just hard to like get people on board when you don't have any music released or yeah. whatever yeah <laughs> so we were hoping that just by releasing instrumental getting our name out there maybe like um, the stars will align and we'll find someone could be like a different state or whatever and they'd yep. hit us up and we try them out and it'd work out perfectly and we have had people hit us up uh, just through social media and there's been like a lot of people that are really good and like um, it's been interesting to hear the lyrics and like like their take their take on it on yeah because it. it's, yeah, it's different kinda than cool. like what we were thinking or had but it's also yeah. cool in a lot of time so right. um, yeah we've talked about maybe doing some features or uh, yeah. We actually talked about um, maybe just like releasing. Uh, I don't know if this is spoilers if we ever do this, but um, 
re-releasing something like one of our EPs, but with just like random people featured oh, on like dope. different songs or whatever. That'd be tight. But I, I mean, there is the kind of tricky part of like, you know, if when we play live shows, if we have all those people, it's like hard to have that kind of same experience for a live show. So it's like kind of a balance, I guess, of. Um, are the, would the live show then be disappointing if it's not like the full experience it's just instrumental or, mm. yeah. yeah I thought it'd be cool too like this is just an idea off the top of my head but like I always whenever I look at like say like a, a lineup and it's like Strawberry Girls and if they're playing with like Dance Gavin Dance or something like that you know right. I, I like to see band, people from bands jump on a song with yeah, the other yeah, band you know the, what I mean right. like I remember seeing Dance Some, Gavin Dance back when Zachary Guerin was a guitar player. He was and, in the in the band. Yeah, Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah. yeah, and like I always thought it'd be cool to like see them on tour and then see Zach go play play guitar with yeah. them for a song or something or you know I, see when they did the ten um, year anniversary where it was uh, the tour was it was Slaves a lot like Birds Strawberry Girls I think and Dance Gavin Dance and then there was some other random Day band. Seeker yeah day, or Dayshell Dayshell Dayshell. When Dance Game and Dance played, they kind of went through the eras. So they had, um, they like played a normal, I can't remember if they played a normal set first, but then they went and uh, Johnny came out and they played like stuff from his era, hmm. like a couple songs, and then Kurt, and then came, Kurt out. came out. Oh, that and then at that so same cool. time, Zach played guitar for some songs during that. As well. oh, so it was like okay. their original lineups as it went through. Yeah. And then they, when they finished, all three of them were like singing to like a, a song or two. So, yeah, it was awesome. That's dope, dude. I enjoyed seeing Zach play with the TGD so much. Like, because oh, yeah. he like literally would just have his eyes closed the entire time. I remember. <laughs> like, I, I uh, played with Kurt Travis on a tour. Like, I was in his like backing band. Oh, really? And uh, four of the shows were with Strawberry Girls, and Zach like came up and did a solo in one of the Kurt songs. Mm-hmm. I, was, I always thought that was cool. I was like, I got to play with Zachary Gain. Yeah. For 10 seconds. Did you just, like, make connections through, like, the, the shows you that you played around here kind of thing, or? Uh, yeah, Adventure um, kind of introduced me to them in my last band and stuff, and. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good time. But trying to book some tours ourselves here. Do you have uh, any, I mean, do you guys have anything coming out that you're going to be trying to push? or? Well, we're going to have this single. Um, don't know the time frame on it yet. We just recorded yep. it. But uh, we want to push that and have another release like this year, another <laughs> EP probably, but see what happens. If, you have the headlining show that we yeah, just announced. We have uh, yeah, a headliner March 20th. At the Token Lounge. Oh, okay. Um, Desires and yeah, our friends Desires. Um, Brandon Coulter, who was in in our our band, he's in Desires. Mm-hmm. He helped with a lot of the guitar. writing and uh, good stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah, uh, he was playing with us when we were a lot of that. Yeah, we all like kind of went to the same like. Well, we went to like opposing high schools in the mm-hmm. same city. Oh, gotcha. Um, but then we got Bave playing. They they shred. Yeah. Um, they got Try and Care again. They're like an awesome, like, Matthew sort of indie. Yeah. I don't know. They kind of remind me of, like, Minus the Bear and, like, 
oh brother a little bit oh okay um but uh love minus the bear yeah minus the bear is is the shiz i would see them every time they came around um but then also sleeper daisy um is playing with us there our friends band robbie plays our drummer robbie plays drums in that band oh okay um they're like kind of like 90s indie uh alt rock a little bit sweet like a little punky it's catchy stuff there are like a lot of do you find yourselves playing with more instrumental bands or do you play with a lot of bands that have singers too i think it's a good mix yeah i would say we, it feels like we play with probably uh, non-instrumental bands, bands yeah. probably more probably just because there's more bands there's there's been yeah. a lot of sh- yeah. shows where we've been like the only instrumental band on the thing i mean we've yeah, also played with, like saving throw we play with them quite a bit yeah um yeah always a blast playing with them but they um yeah usually shows that we play with them like have some other instrumental bands as well okay so say depending on how long you guys think it'll take to release a single we could always put this wait and put this out and like play it Uh, i can like play it on the or you can send if you want you can send me an mp3 or something else and i'll just play it on here too that'd be cool that'd be great yeah because a lot of times i'll have bands like actually play acoustically but like I'm, I'm imagining for you guys it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. It wouldn't be like a great representation of what you actually are. Before, yeah, I w- I, had, I was thinking about it because I had seen that people did that, but we didn't really have time to prepare, so I didn't. Yeah, really push it. yeah, and it's like literally I record it with a room mic, so it's like, you know what I mean? Like I think it wouldn't for some bands it makes sense, but for other bands it's like, is it really how what what is it? it might not be a great representation of what you guys actually are. Like, cause you guys, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen you live and it's, it's like, it's, it's really dense, you know, and there's a lot going on to just have like two people yeah. play like acoustically. It wouldn't really give you the, a good idea. Right. I feel like of what you actually do, but, um, yeah. yeah, I'll, uh, wrap it up. And cool. If you guys want to just like Thanks. let people know, like when, where to find you guys and stuff on social media or wherever, um well we have we have a website you can find it at sincerely com has links to all our social media um instagram sincerely the band yeah twitter we don't really frick with that much true facebook we have but we're not nearly as active as we should be yeah. instagram is usually where it's at for us yeah and band then, camp we yeah. got the band camp yeah, you can find our music everywhere like spotify iTunes, Napster, LimeWire, LimeWire, or YouTube. So I love when people remember that. That joke gets made on here so much. I'm not knocking you because I always laugh. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for coming, guys.